0: Well, hello there. Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. It's Anne-Marie Miles here with you. So great to be back with you again this week and our subject for today. Well, it is being full. And of course, when I think about that, I think about food, don't I? Of course I do. But I think I've been confused over the years about the difference between being full stomach-wise and being full emotionally. I constantly have this desire to be full. I know that our bodies, sorry, I know that our minds, should I say, are 20 minutes behind our bodies. So it takes us a while to realise that we're full. And it frustrates me that I still have that desire to be full all the time. I carry with me so much, oh, so much in my life that has just carved lumps out of my very soul. And I know that God wants to fill them, um but I of course I patch them, I patch them with other things, and I have patched them with different things over the years, and uh you know, I think, oh, how can God fill me when I've been just trying to fill myself all these years, wallpapering over the cracks rather than filling them and and fixing them i mean. Being totally honest, because it's only me and you, isn't it? I've often eaten until I feel physically sick and actually liked that feeling of being too full. Uh, There's no room for anything else inside. There's no gaps. There's no holes. There's no spaces for anyone to get in and hurt me or disappoint me or whatever, you know. For me, feeling full, it equates to feeling safe and I have these terrible, uh, irrational fears um, during the day when I'm on my own. I'm fine. But at nighttime, I just I think I've shared it before. I just don't like being on my own. I don't sleep very much when I am on my own. And I wonder how somebody who's the youngest of a family of eight children with nieces and nephews galore and millions of cousins and aunties and uncles, how, why do I have so many memories of being so lonely? It just doesn't make sense. I used to pretend that there was someone with me all the time, whenever I was on my own. And I remember one day, I was walking home from somewhere on my own, and I got to the, I got home, and I was pretending this person was with me. And it was lunchtime, so I made myself some lunch. And I realized when I was about to sit down that I had set the table. Well, when I say set the table, I mean put put, put a mug and put a plate down. For two people. I had made sandwiches for two people. And I was quite young at the time, but I realised that this was bad. And at that moment, my dad walked in the door from work. It was his lunch break. And he walked in the door and said, ''Oh, Anne-Marie, thanks a million.'' How did you know I was coming home for lunch? This is lovely to have the lunch all ready for me. I was glad he thought nothing of it. (laughs) But I was scared, firstly, because I'd almost been caught at this mad thing that I did. But secondly, because I realised that there was something wrong in what I was doing. And I realized that being on my own was something that I hated so much that I pretended otherwise, you know. And of course, the first thing I did was make food <laughs> with this imaginary person and make two lots of food. Yeah, so it was, it was a strange, it was a strange time. And I, and I remember realizing, you know, there's something, there's something up, you know. But going back to feeling full, as in, you know stomach wise hunger it's it's not a bad thing i used to think hunger was a was a terrible thing now i'm not talking about starvation i'm not talking about people who struggle to have enough food i'm not talking about that i am talking about a person who has a normal amount of food available to them has breakfast and a few hours later is hungry that's the hunger i'm talking about it it's the the hunger that tells our bodies that we need to refuel it's a natural feeling that was put into us when we were made so that we would seek out the fuel that we need to keep going. When our stomachs are empty, they need filling. But somewhere along the line, my physical hunger and my emotional hunger got confused. It's like the wires got crossed. And I'm not sure how it happened or how long ago it happened. But now, I what I try to do, and I'm not saying I do it all the time, but what I try to do is check before I eat am I really hungry now there's a lot of fancy books that you can buy on the subject and you can read a whole host of blog posts but I developed a quick and effortless way to determine whether I'm hungry or whether I'm just looking for something because I'm bored or lonely or whatever are you ready brace yourself this is going to rock your world I offer myself an apple if I reach for the crisps or I reach for something that I know I shouldn't have, I stop and say, why don't you have an apple? Now, carb for carb, there's probably less carbs than a bag of crisps. We're going to ignore that for a minute, okay? There's, we're going to ignore that for a minute. There's far more good carbs and good nutrients and vitamins and fibre and all that type of stuff in an apple. So an apple is a better option. But I offer myself an apple because if I take it, if I'm willing to take it, then I am genuinely hungry. But if I'm not willing to take it, then actually all I just want is food. The other thing is um, sometimes I'll have like some raw nuts and some dark chocolate. That is a great mid-afternoon snack. I've been working at my desk and it's a couple of hours till dinner and I just want something. It's a great afternoon snack. But if I have the option of that, but really all I want to eat is two bags of crisps, well then I'm not hungry, am I? I'm just looking for the company food. You might not like apples. You might want to substitute it for something else. What I'm trying to say is just ask yourself. I mean, if you don't struggle with food and you listen to this podcast because you just like listening to it, then that's great. But who I'm talking to here are people who struggle with food, people who struggle to make, like me, to make good decisions with their food. Try and stop yourself. I try to stop myself and say, would I be happy with something plain? Would I be happy with something ordinary like an apple? That's really the question I mean, you need to ask ourselves. There's also a way of recognising. I read some articles about this. Now, I'm really sorry I can't quote the article because it's a while since I read it. So I'm so sorry I can't quote it. But I felt it really helpful. And it talked about how to recognise the difference between emotional hum- hunger and physical hunger from your stomach. So I thought these were really helpful and um, I'm so sorry I can't quote the website they came from but kudos to whoever wrote it. Emotional hunger uh, comes on suddenly. You're sitting there and suddenly it's like, oh, I, I want food. It's, it's an immediate automatic thing. Whereas physical hunger comes on gradually. It's like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit peckish. And then you don't do anything about it and an hour later you're like, okay, right, I'm. oh gosh, I'm dying for my lunch now. So physical hunger comes on gradually, whereas emotional hunger is sudden. You go from nothing to I have to have something to eat. I need a biscuit, I need I need you know, I need a bag of crisps, I need something. Uh, so that's a helpful way of, of noticing the difference. Another way of noticing the difference is if you want something specific. Now this goes back to offer yourself an apple, you see. If, if there's only one or two things that will satisfy you, then it's emotional hunger. Whereas if you're quite happy to eat whatever's put in front of you, then you are really hungry. You are physically hungry. But if you're like, nah, nah, I don't want that. I don't want that. I want the crisps or I want the biscuits. If If it's a specific thing and only this specific thing or one or two items that will satisfy you, that's emotional hunger. But if you would be quite happy to have whatever, whatever's going, then that's physical hunger. Here's another one that really, really resonates with me. If it's emotional hunger, you'll continue to eat despite the physical feeling of fullness. Whereas if it's physical hunger, when you start feeling full, you're like, oh, I'm done. And you put your knife and fork down and that's it. Whereas if you've got an emotional hunger, you will just keep eating regardless of the fact that you're feeling full. Now your mind is starting to catch up with your body. Your awareness of fullness is kicking in. But you just keep eating. You just want to eat everything. And I do. I mean, I was out for dinner with somebody recently and they were full and they stopped eating. There was still lots of food on their plate. And I was thinking, how can you leave all that gorgeous food on your plate? But they were full. They'd had enough. They had a physical notion of fullness. I ate every single thing on my plate, everything, and stuck a fork in something that was on her (laughs) plate because my fullness alarm bell doesn't ring. It doesn't ring for me. Because I have this emotional difficulty. But yeah, I thought that was really helpful. Sadly for me, it happens after the fact. It happens after I've done the eating, that I recognise it. But I think if we we can, I don't know, is it something worth sticking on the fridge? I hate to stick it on the fridge. And every time you open the fridge, you get a big whack of guilt in the head. I'm not really sure whether that's the answer. But it's good to know, to recognise the difference between an emotional hunger, even if we don't act on it, even if we don't do what we're supposed to do. It's good to be aware of it. And I find that over the years, and it is taking years for me to become more aware of it and actually act on it, actually stop and say, no, I know what this is. If I insist on sticking something in my gob, then it's going to be something wholesome. That's why I always like to have my low carb bickies and a bit of dark chocolate in the fridge. At least it's not something that's going to shoot my carbs up. There are lots of tips and I don't know whether all of them work. They say that if you're feeling hungry and you know you shouldn't eat, that you should make a phone call, read a book, do some cleaning. I'm like, come on, (laughs) come on. (laughs) I'm depressed because I clean. (laughs) Uh, Go for a walk, play an instrument, listen to music, brush your teeth. I remember Victoria Wood years ago did this skit about her and a friend going to a health club. It's hilarious. And one of the characters says, oh, you know, if you feel hungry, they say you should brush your teeth. And she was saying, if I brushed my teeth every time I was hungry, I'd be down to the canvas on my gums, you know. <laughs> if you're hungry, brush your teeth. No. Although, are there any calories in toothpaste? No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Shh, 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 shh. You might think, oh, no, you know. But maybe if it's just an emotional hunger, maybe trying to distract myself is quite a good idea. Say, OK, right, I'm I'm, you know, I'm desperate to eat maybe I will go and read something first. I'm just, you know, I'll I'll go in five minutes, but first I'm going to read something. Or I'm going to listen to something. Or I'm going to write, okay, I'm going to let myself eat, even though I shouldn't, I'm going to let myself eat, but not before I go for a walk down to the end of the road and back. I think if we can distract ourselves from that moment of loneliness, because I mean, exercise is great. It's great for the mind, isn't it? I mean, we know we've, exercise is great for the mind. So maybe what we need to do is move, just move a bit. Just say, you know, just say, I'm going to allow myself to have something, but not until I do something first. And if I do something and I still feel, yeah, I want that, then I, I said I'd have it, I'm going to have it. You know, it's, I've said it before, but making a, make a decision. Don't, mindlessly eat. Let's make a decision. Even if I shouldn't have it, I'm deciding I'm going to have it anyway. Fine. Make the decision. But make a decision to say, right, before I allow myself to eat something, I'm just going to do something else for five minutes and then I'll come back and eat it. Because I think one of the issues is, certainly for me, is that for years I ate without thinking, without even realising what I was consuming. And I think more mindful eating will, one, help us to notice that we're full sooner, but also help us to notice what we're eating. What have we put on the plate? Is this really what we should be eating? And of course, once we recognise that we are confusing hunger, you know, once I recognised that I was confusing physical hunger with emotional hunger, I started to kind of dig around and try and understand... What is it that I'm hungry for then? What is it that I'm looking for? And I remember hearing, oh gosh, many, many years ago, over 20 years ago, uh, a guy called Stuart Briscoe, he was preaching. On I am the bread of life and he talked about hunger and he said that there's hunger for meaning we hunger for peace we hunger for contentment and I remember listening to that I, I bought the cassette tapes some of you young ones probably don't even know what a cassette tape is but I bought the cassette tapes of those uh, sessions that I'd heard and listen to them again. And I remember kind of suddenly realising and piecing together that even way back then when Jesus was speaking, he recognised that there was a different type of hunger. He recognised that there was a different type of need because the inner hunger in us, the inner emotional, the deep down hunger that's in us needs more than bread. And I think that's why, you know, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He said, if you come to me, you Come to me, you'll never be hungry again. He didn't mean you'll never eat a, need to eat a meal again. What he was saying was, I am where your meaning is. I am where your peace is. I am where your contentment is. So, have I failed? I've been a Christian twenty odd years. Have I failed? If I, I'm still eating too much bread, have I failed as a, as a Christian? Well, I I don't believe I have. I believe I'm I'm getting there, slowly but surely. I'm getting there. There's a verse where the Apostle Paul talks about how he has learned contentment. He has learned to be content in every situation. It's not something that was bestowed on him as a gift. There you go, bang, happy as Larry. He learned to be content. And that gives me great encouragement. Even somebody like him, one of the major figures in New Testament history, he had to learn contentment in every situation. So I don't mind having to learn it. Maybe he got there quicker than me (laughs) because he did get there. I'm still getting there. But he went through a process. He said, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I know the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry. (coughs) whether in plenty or in want. And then he says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, through Jesus. And that's in Philippians chapter 4. He got to the stage of his life where he was content, whether he was hungry or not. I have to say that blew my mind. He recognised fulfilment in the absence of being full. Now, that's what I want. I want to be fulfilled, even if I'm not full. It didn't matter to him whether he was well-fed or hungry. That just blows me away. Didn't matter. That's what I want. Because there's times when I'm not content. I don't have peace. I don't want to talk to anybody. And there'll be days where none of the advice that I have given (laughs) on this podcast, none of the advice that I've written, I don't want to hear it. Not even offering myself an apple will do it. One of my prayers is that I will learn to recognise fulfilment in the absence of being full. I want to be able to then recognise if I am physically full, even when I am emotionally empty. I want to be able to recognise the difference. I want to seek spiritual and emotional fulfilment. And I want my body and my brain to work together. And that's really hard. It's really hard to get into that place where your body and your brain and your emotions are working together. But that's what I want and that's the journey that I'm on. And I think helping to recognise the difference between emotional emptiness and stomach emptiness. Recognising when you've had enough food even if emotionally you need something else. And then Having the courage to stop, to stop eating at that point and say, I'm done. I'm still learning it. I'm still learning it. I'm still on that journey. But, you know, my hope is and my prayer is that I will get to that stage and I'm fighting every day to get to that stage. And I hope that some of this has been helpful if you are struggling to recognise the difference between being full of food and being full in your heart and in your soul. Before I sign off, it's time for Frankie. Are you there, Frankie? What is that about? (laughs) Yes, what is that about? Well, my bugbear today is shopping trolleys. It's people who don't bring their shopping trolleys back. I don't mind people leaving their shopping trolleys in the car park of the supermarket. That's fine. But... We live just around the corner from Tesco and every so often there's a shopping trolley outside the gates of our driveway or at, at our emergency exit of the, of the car park. We live in the church building, so we've, we have to have an emergency exit for the car park. And then we walk around to Tesco and there's a trolley in the little alcove of the emergency exit of Tesco. And I'm thinking if the alarm went off and somebody ran and pushed the door, there's a trolley in the way. They don't fall over the trolley. People who don't bring their trolleys back. Like I say, I don't mind if you leave them in the car park. You know, there's usually guys who it's their job to go and ferry the trolleys back to the main collection point. That's fine. But please don't leave trolleys in front of gates, in front of emergency exits. Please don't do that. Please bring your trolley back to the car park. It's particularly driving me mad because at the moment, maybe it's the bad weather. I don't know whether they're getting collected near us. And every time I go, there's a trolley. (sighs) Right, another, another bugbear off my chest. Go on, Frankie, give us one more before I go. What is that about? (laughs) What is that about? What are the trolleys about? Anyway, thank you so much for listening today. I'm no expert. I'm not a counsellor. I'm not a, a coach. I'm just sharing my experiences and the things that are helping me as I kind of struggle and stumble my way along this road. But I really hope that it's been an encouragement. Get in touch if you want to. Thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you so much to those who are listening. I'm amazed at how many people are listening to this. It's just an amazement. Thanks for those who've bought me a coffee. All the information you need is on annemariemiles.co.uk or you can find me on social media at writing. Take care. See you next week. Bye-bye.